Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 110, and I am stoked for today's guest, Ashley Manuel from Growing With Gratitude. Now, you're going to learn so much from Ash, but before I get into Ash and the great work he's doing, I'd like to welcome everybody to 2019. This is our first podcast for the year, and um, I know I've had about a five-week break, and for those listening to previous episodes, I've been fortunate enough to go away on a fantastic holiday for five weeks to South America, which was awesome. So, recharge batteries, refresh. And so often when you get the opportunity to travel, it uh, really grounds you and it makes you appreciate everything you've gotten. Um, that's why I wanted to start with Ash today because a lot of the work he's doing with schools, community, sports clubs, everything is all about growing with gratitude, empathy, kindness, and a lot of the stuff that I talk about a lot and try and promote and things that generally want to practice in our day-to-day life. So if sports coaches, parents, teachers, students, kids, anybody's listening, you're going going to be able to take away a wealth of knowledge from our chat today. Not only that, we're going to talk about uh, Ash's journey, so how Growing With Gratitude come about, the amazing work he's doing, the partnership he's got going, and not only that, a couple of simple tips that you can start actioning today to live a happier and healthier life, not only for yourself, but for the people around you. So as always, uh, check out the show notes, all the links for today's episode will be there. I am stoked. First episode of the year, and this is a beauty. This is my chat with Ash Manuel. A huge warm welcome to Ash Manuel. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, Dale. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm great. And I know we we're just talking a little bit before that it's uh, the start of the year and we've just had a little bit of downtime. Did you uh, get away, put your feet up, have a little bit of Ash time? Um, didn't get away too much, but yeah, did have a bit of a time away from uh, the, the work, but um, yeah, it was good fun, spent it with family, and uh, now I guess ready for the uh, ready for the year ahead. That's it, mate. Now, this is my first podcast for the year, and I'm really excited. Now, I know we've been chatting for a while now, and I've followed you on, particularly LinkedIn, you're very, uh, very good with the content you're providing, and not only that, you provide a lot of free information and ideas just to really help people grow. So, we're going to talk about growing with gratitude and all the amazing work you're doing with that, but um, what was who was Ash before Growing with Gratitude started, mate? Do you want to just paint the picture a little bit of, about who you were before that all come about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess going back a few years, my dream was to play uh, AFL football. Yep. Um, and if you follow AFL football, you probably realise that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I follow it very closely, mate. I didn't there see your name. <laughs> uh, and so after that, I realised well that might not be a career. Um, I pretty much decided to be a primary school PE teacher. So I went down that path of the four-year study um, and then ended up, yeah, lucky enough, falling into a really, really good job at the end of my first year of teaching at a, a school called Emmanuel Primary School in Adelaide with a great great facilities and great program and was there for 12 years. Um, so I was a uh, primary school PE teacher, then ended up heading that department at the school. Uh, and from from there, I um, yeah started uh, growing with gratitude, but I guess that's how um, I came to be uh, yeah here today in, with growing with gratitude. Start off as a PE teacher, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll share that how growing with gratitude came about uh, shortly for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
obviously through your own practice dealing as with students, with parents, and not only that, as a teacher, you know, it's a pretty stressful environment. Is is that where the ideas come about um, doing little things to improve your mental health, your happiness, everything every day? Is, is that where the idea of growing with gratitude was sort of born? Yeah, kind of. It wasn't so much through uh, the stress of teaching, actually. I, I actually... Um, probably a rare rarity that I was okay with that. Uh, I, the school was very generous and I had a lot of administration time to do my role. So it wasn't so much that and had a built really good relationship with parents. But I think um, I was just having a few issues away um, from teaching. And then I, I looked into positive psychology as well uh, and discovered, which I never knew, is that you can practice to be a more resilient and happy person. So things might be going well or they might not be going so good either way, but you can actually do these little daily activities that can improve your, your well-being. So when those challenging times do come up, you've got the skills to fall on or to call on to, uh, to take action and to do something about it. Um, and that's what I learned as a, uh, about 10 years ago. And then it was about in exactly, yeah, January 2014, so exactly five years ago, I just had one of those moments where I thought to myself, well, I wish I learned this as a kid. Uh, what I'm learning isn't rocket science, it's just these little simple daily habits and that's where the idea of growing with gratitude started. So I worked on it as a side project for all of 2014 and um, all of 2015 uh, just to see where see where it went uh, and that's that's how the idea of actually started because at the same time our school was looking to implement positive education programs but we weren't really sure how to do it uh, and then there was a a bit of a, I guess, a, a push for it in schools as well across South Australia, where I'm from, and I, I noticed a patterning, a pattern happening where there was there's a few programs out there, but okay, how do we structure it into our curriculum and, and daily schedules? And what I noticed was that this is nothing against um, psychologists or positive psychologists, but a lot of the programs out there weren't really suited to the classroom and how schools actually run. Um, so I just decided to well start something I had no idea what I was doing but I thought well if I just do something each day as a side project for a year to start with it was just the goal was just to get through 2014 and see where it was going to go but I was really committed to it um, and that's how the idea started I I love that and I get I get a lot of people on the show that you know have an idea and they don't know where it's going to go and a lot of the time no one will ever know where anything goes unless you do something about it. So hats off to you, Ash, for actually pursuing that because you're making such a difference now. And um, I know we're going to talk about the programs you offer in the schools and um, in the community and things like that. But um, before we do, we obviously, we've got teachers, we've got parents, we've got coaches, we've got just general adults listening. What are some simple maybe tips or tricks, maybe two or three that people could just implement straight away today? After listening to this episode, they're like, right, I want to make those little changes that Ash was talking about. Do you have like a couple of just sort of little ones that they can go straight away in action after listening to this? Yeah, I think yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. I think there's a lot of simple stuff we can do that it's going to sound simple, but it's just, oh, that, that makes, like, people, I can just imagine people saying, oh, that makes sense, that's easy to do. So one of the activities that I love, which you can do at home or in the classroom or even around a sporting club if you've got facilities, is it's called Stop, Think, Appreciate. It's just a real simple gratitude activity where you get sticker labels, just a coloured sticker label, and maybe put it on a few things in, in your home or in the classroom of what you can be grateful for. So, for example, at home, you might stick it on the fridge and that dot represents, okay, well, we're grateful for food. Or you can put it on your clean drinking water tap at home 
And the idea behind that is, um, is that when you see that label, it's just that short, subtle reminder of how lucky we are to have those things. Um, and it's a really effective activity uh, to do, yeah, as I said, at home or in the classroom, but it's just very simple. That, that's one. Yep, I, I, think- like, I like that, mate. It's a, and do you know what? Just sometimes the simplest ones are the best. So, uh, and, and every time you see that sticker, I'm guessing it reminds you that how lucky we actually are. You know, we have clean running water. We live in an amazing country. Is that that's sort of where that's going? Absolutely. And, and the idea behind that and the more we do it is that, uh, when those challenging times do come up, we can put things in perspective a lot quicker. So I actually heard a saying once, which I didn't get at the time, but I totally get it now, is um, gratitude is useless unless you practice. Mm, um, yep. And so that's one way of practicing. So when, when the challenging times do come up, we've got the skills to call on our, and I guess our thinking speeds up and we can th- put things in a more positive frame and perspective a lot quicker. And it's something called emotional regulation, but I think it's one of the most powerful skills um, a human can learn, not only a teacher or a student or a sports coach, um, because some not, not everything's going to go smoothly every day. Sometimes we're going to have good days, sometimes we're going to have bad days. But when we do have those challenging times to come up in the bad times, if we can, think, can put things in a more positive perspective a lot quicker, we can move on. So I'll give you an example. As a teacher, I remember... Um, uh, having having a um, like every now and then you have a good day and at the end of the day a parent might come in and have a bit of a go at you about something it might not even be a big issue but you just it, it just put you in a bit of a bad mood so what I learned to do was to say to myself look I actually don't know that parent situation so use a bit of empathy they might have had a really bad day um, I look they they might have a they they might sorry we'll just start again they might have a really bad day but at the end of the day I'm really grateful I'm going home. I've got a home to live in. I've got a great school to teach at. Is that little issue really that bad? And it's actually like 99% of the time, if we actually think about it and we put things in a perspective and see it from, I guess, a global perspective, a lot of those issues that come up aren't really that bad. Um, But it takes practice to think like that. And by doing uh, a gratitude activity or regular gratitude activities, um, well, that's one way through gratitude. I think we can learn those skills to see things a lot um, through a different um, or more positive perspective a lot quicker. I, I, I totally agree with that. And, and as you just said, it's not just doing that once and then, right, that's the way I think now. It's, it's that constant practice. It's like learning how to kick the footy on your left and right foot. For international listeners, that could be a soccer ball or football. We're talking about AFL football, but it doesn't just happen. It's like motor memory. You know, it's got to be done over and over, repetition. And um, I totally agree with that. I think that's a, a really good practice. And I sometimes I say, why do people get angry? Why do you let people allow you to get in that angry state? And I suppose it comes back to exactly what you're saying there. You don't know other people's situation. Um, you don't know what's going on. And at the end of the day, be grateful for what you've got. So I love that, mate. Stop, think, appreciate. I'm going to put that in the show notes for sure. Um, any other beautiful gems like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's very simple. and I certainly didn't come up with it, but it's just like positive reflection. One of the habits that we teach is positive reflection. So it's about focusing on the good things that happen. And I guess the research, well, naturally as people, just go back a step, naturally as people we are drawn to the negative. That's why the 6 o'clock news is 90, probably 5% negative because that's what rates. And as humans, we're drawn to that. Um, But there is research out there that suggests that we can focus on, uh, we can train our brain to focus on the good things. But again, as you said, like learning a skill in a sport, we can actually practice it. So... Just like a simple one of keeping a journal next to your bed and just spending two minutes at the end of the day writing the best part about your day. Now, 
I certainly didn't come up with that, but I do it, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do because, like, you might have 10 great things that happen a day, then two not so good, but often we focus on those two bad things that happen, but we forget about those 10 other great things. And they could just be simple as, um, like, for example, uh, a positive reflection could be, oh, today I meditated, or um, today... On a young Harry did his shoes up for the first time. <laughs> just, yeah, just little, little stuff. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I like that. I, um, and and that's and as you just said, like writing that down and actually reflecting on it, taking time to think about the positives. Because um, I'm a big believer in that as well, and I do exactly the same. Because then you go to bed actually going, "Geez, I had a really good day." Even if you had a bad day, I can guarantee there'll be two or three things that actually happened well for you today. And if you take the time to reflect on that, then you're going to be a happier person. And I love that. If people aren't doing it. I know I've spoken endless times about this on other other podcasts and it's changed my life and it sounds like it has yours as well, Ash. Give that a go. That's probably one simple thing you could do today. Oh, absolutely. And 100%, it's so easy to do. You just get a notebook from the news agent, costs probably a dollar, and just keep a pen next to your bed and and it's a a great activity to do. And um, I've got, I'll just give you one more, which is um, really good as well. It comes under the positive reflection habit, but it's anticipation. So, the, actual, the, the little class activity we do is called Future Awards. So it's about uh, thinking about what you've got coming up that you're looking forward to because 90% of the joy that comes from some kind of event is actually that time building up. So the idea is to – obviously, we want to – there's a lot of research about living in the moment as well and being mindful about being in that present state. But a really good thing to do is just think about what you've got coming up, if, even if it's the start from the, at the start of the day, what you've got coming up in the day or – at the start of a week, what, what have you got coming up in the week that you're looking forward to and just writing it down um, because half the event is – half the joy that comes from an event is that time leading up. So I always give the example of the AFL grand final or, or some sort of your, your favourite sports teams playing in a big grand final, um, whatever sport it is, and the week building up is huge. Like you're excited. Um, it's fun, but then your team loses and the event's no good. So that's right. But but the best part was that time building up. So just write something down or think about things that you're looking forward to. And it's a great way to, if you are are having a bad day, is just to reflect on something that you're looking forward to that's coming up. And it can just just slightly change your mindset to a more positive one a a little bit. and I think that's a really good one too. I, I love those and I'll put those in the show notes. And um, my sort of next question for you is um, daily routines. Now, obviously, you journal at night, you do these things. And exactly what you just mentioned then, every morning I get up and I answer three three questions. What am I looking forward to today? What might challenge me today? And how can I be, give some form of giving or kindness to make somebody else's day better? And then in the evening, I reflect on journaling like you've just mentioned as well, Ash. And that, that's my personal what's working for me. Um, yep. is, there, is there daily routines that you you have every day. I know you've mentioned meditating, practicing gratitude. Um, yep. Is there non-negotiables that you feel work really well for you, and, and maybe other people could try? Yeah, so I've always been a rock a reasonably active person. I guess the last couple of years I've still exercised, but the intensity hasn't been there as I would like. So from now, like just in the last ten days, I've really started a, a habit. I, I love. I'm a morning person. I love getting up early. So yep. the morning routine at the moment is getting up at. Um, it's going to sound ridiculous, but four thirty. Um, I, uh, I can trump you, mate. I'll go before, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Best time of the day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I think if you can get that the, within that first three hours of the day before it's like 7.30, you've done, you've achieved so much. So I get up, go to the gym, um, 
and then I'll come back home. I will do some, like just off an app, I'll do a 10-minute meditation off one of the um, the Headspace app I yep. use. I use that too. Fantastic yep. app. And Absolutely if people, brilliant. If, if people are listening, you can go and try that for free. There's a 10-step course for free. Um, and then even the yearly subscription is cheap as. For what it offers, I agree with that, Ash. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, I'll read. Um, I'll just read. I've got this habit of reading 10 pages a day. Um, and I'll read something I can learn something from. So at the moment, for example, I'm reading a book called This Is Marketing um, to help Seth, try to help me with the Seth Godin. Oh, yeah. I just finished yep. it today. That is, oh, really? <laughs> that That's is, uh, mate, we're just ticking each other's, uh, finishing each other's sentence <laughs> here. But if people are listening, that is a fantastic book. And it's not just for marketing either. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of takeaways. It's just, um, I think you put things in like the latest, I guess, because of the internet, it's just a powerful thing. And he, he the way he, um, he talks about it. It's it, you just got to be that person who's giving as much value as possible and um, trying to help people. And if if you can help as me or specifically help a group of people like you're doing, Dale, with your podcasts and all the all the apps and the the training that you're doing, if we can serve a, that target group, then people are going to want to come to you. Um, and it's the same with if you're if you're a teacher. Like if you can serve that um, that group of kids, then You've done an amazing job. I'm not sure if that's a great example, but I think, yeah, and basically going back to that morning routine, like 10 pages a day and I take notes on um, what I'm learning and then you sort of go back over them and you try to apply what you learn. So I think that's that's an important thing as well. Then I'll have a bit of breakfast, then um, either go to a school if it's in that time of uh, year or um, like, for example, today come to, the, um, yeah, come to the office that I work from. So... That's the sort of morning routine that I've got, and then at the end of the day, um, yeah, as I said, I'll try to reflect on the the uh, the top three or four things that happened. And I think in that as well, as you said, Dale, about how can you help people, also just a little sentence about what you've done to help somebody else today. Yep. Um, and I, I reckon a great one to do if if you're if you really want to help someone and you want to get in a habit, like it's 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 good to have that intention, but sometimes we forget. But a great way to practice that I found is the coffee cup challenge, which is if you're at a cafe, instead of just leaving the the cup on the the table, is actually just pick it up and take it back to the counter. And it's like not a major deal. It's very easy to do, but it's just making somebody's life just a little bit easier for the day. Um, and if you can get into the habit of doing that, then you'll find you'll start doing things for other people just as a habit. But if you can just start with that one particular action that might work for you, I reckon that's a really good way to do it. That's, uh, I, I do like that. And sometimes people would think, oh, that doesn't really mean anything. It's a very simple thing to do. But a simple gesture as that is a lot more than leaving it there. And people appreciate that a lot. So, and Ash, just before we go on, mate, I'm, I'm very sorry. I keep, I keep interrupting you. It feels like I'm listening to myself talk a little bit, mate. So, this, <laughs> so for listeners, I'm sorry. I don't normally cut people off, but it's crazy that you're listening to the same books and same routines and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> sorry about that, mate. No, you're right. Absolutely. No, it's, it's nice to. Uh, I guess it, with my friendship group, I'm quite um, odd, so it's nice to actually uh, hear somebody who does something similar. Was, particularly when you read off that uh, the Seth Godin book, I'm like, wow, that is that's sort of tripping me out a little bit there, mate. So um, great book as well. If you're listening, guys. Now, uh, one of the things I like to ask guests is um, obviously over the past five years since starting Growing Country, I'm sure you've learnt and grown and developed so much as a human, but. What's one of the most surprising things you've learnt about maybe yourself or about um, everything that you've created? Oh, that's a really good question. I think um, 
what I've learned about myself is just how I really want to make a difference. I knew that starting out, um, that that's what the idea of the program was, but what I discovered is that it's very hard. Like it's not easy. Um, there's a lot of going to be a lot of challenges, but if you're, I guess, build that resilience muscle if you like, and I've been able to do that through doing these activities. When these barriers do come up, like I'm very driven to to achieve, and I think that's something that I've learned about myself is when I've, I've decided to do something, I've just gone all in. Um, hasn't always been easy, but it's it's something that I've realised that I've got that in me now. Um, where in the past I thought, well, I'm pretty determined, but it's it's really shown when through action, I think, and that's something that I've learned about myself and. Um, yeah, it's it's something I'm pretty proud of, but it's it's taken a long time to work at. <laughs> by, yeah, well, by, that's, by all means, I, I, mate, I, I can vouch for that. That nothing happens overnight. But um, it yeah. sounds to me like um, the biggest thing you've learned about yourself is probably uh, finding that passion and the drive that you want to make a difference, and then actually pulling the trigger and seeing that sort of slowly happen is is that sort of you know that's your driving force, and that's why you want to keep developing and creating this content to help others. Yeah, absolutely. I think. You're spot on there. I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. Um, sometimes I think in the world that we live in, um, we, we, we're pretty impatient. But I read a book called – this is another book that I read which really set me on the path. was called – you've probably read it, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. No, I haven't. There you go. I'm going to write that down. So it's similar. It might, if another book that's similar is The Compound Effect Yep. by Darren Hardy. Um, so their philosophy is that just doing little daily simple disciplines over time will eventually get you where you want to go. So it's not about um, so it's not about having doing it overnight. It's about okay, what can I do today to get to my the next stage? But like with the realization that it's not going to happen as I keep repeating myself, but in a couple of weeks or a year, it's, it's down the track. So that that's one of the um, one of the key things that I realize is okay, if I'm going to make a difference and do it, it's it's not going to happen overnight. But it, chip away at it. What can I do today to make it happen? And while I was working as a side project, I'm not sure if there's, there's I'm sure there's listeners out there who's who are keen to um, feel or feel they could do more, or uh, or maybe want to yeah, make a difference to people. What? But it's I wouldn't advise just quit your job and do it. Yeah. Um, what I did was just I changed my lifestyle. So got up, started to get up earlier. Um, go the. This is going back five years ago. Went to the gym sat in this cafe, which is about five minutes from school, um, work for an hour, then I'd go to school. Um, then might, I might do half an hour after school. Then on the weekends, I might do an hour or two. But over time, over a year, it's amazing what you can achieve. So you don't have to do it overnight. Um, and I think that's when you have that desire to really want to make a difference. I think you've, you've got to just work out a routine that can, that can get you there and, and be patient with it. I think uh, that that's great advice as well, and one of the big things I took away from that is that there's always more time in the day if you want to find it, and if you want to make the excuse you're too busy and things like that, then you will be. So I think people listening, I, I did exactly the same. I started business while still teaching, and I found time to do that, and um, now we're both doing things that we absolutely love making a difference. And so if you're somebody listening that there is so much time in the day, you just need to really schedule it, get a good routine going, and you as an Ash, you still found time to look after himself, go to the gym as well as teach full-time, but then create this amazing amazing side project. So, mate, do you get a lot of people ask you about that all the time? How did you actually create what you've what you've been able to do? Uh, not, not really, actually, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't 
um, don't really get asked about it. It's just, I don't know, it's something that I don't, I don't really talk about unless I get asked. Like, I don't, um, but no, not really. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. For people listening, you've obviously, Ash has given a lot of little cues and tips along the way, which is fantastic. Now, Ash, the main thing that you're doing and, and the huge impact you're having is your school programs um, and the programs you're having in the regional community. Now, do you want to? talk about these because I know we've got a lot of parents and teachers listening from around Australia that are probably like, bang, I want to know more about Growing with Gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's um so the idea was a schools program in 2014, which if that's the core program now. So the idea uh, as a primary schools program, um, and the idea is coming from that background of a teacher, totally knew that often uh, teachers would get added stuff in their daily schedules when they're not much taken away. So the whole philosophy of growing with gratitude is based on what we call the five habits of happiness, which is attitude of gratitude, which is gratitude practice, um, random acts of kindness, which is kindness, positive reflection, which comes under like empathy, um, the growth mindset approach. Um, we've got something called a well-being warrior, which is the physical activity and mindfulness side. That's the fourth habit. And the fifth habit is called operation home service, which means kids getting the habit of doing things for other people but starting in the home um, and then obviously the, the, well, the next stage is in the school community then as they get older in the wider community. But the idea is to actually practice those skills um, on a regular basis. Now, the program is a fully resourced program so the teachers don't have to, well, I won't say they don't have to do any, any preparation, very limited preparation because yep. um, all, the, all the templates and all the resources, all the lesson instructions are in the login area um, in, in the same space. So the reason why I wanted to do that is because I knew that if it was going to be an effective program, um, teachers, if they had to create all the resources, it probably wouldn't happen. And um, I'm very passionate about – I didn't learn about this as a kid um, and it wasn't anybody's fault because it wasn't really around when I was in primary school. But really passionate about giving the kids the opportunity to learn this and if that's going to happen, well, the teachers are going to have to facilitate it. So therefore – the program is really, really, really easy to teach. Um, it doesn't take up a lot of time in the day. Um, and there, there's some key things. So the reason why it doesn't take up a lot of the time in the day is because the classroom in a primary school is very full. So the idea is that it's just short two to 10-minute daily activities, but it, not just the daily activities. Before we get to the daily activity, I'll just go back a step. So the idea is there's a bit of a formula. So we want to explicitly teach what gratitude is, what kindness is and what those things are, the five habits are to the students. So we do that in more traditional 30 to 45-minute lessons, um, which are allocated to each age group or each year level in the school. So once those 10 lessons are done, there's actually yeah, 10 of them for each grade level, we don't just want to leave it there. So we want, want to keep that practice ongoing, and that's where we've developed something called the Habits of Happiness Wheel which is if you think about the board game Twister, um, where you spin a wheel, <laughs> yeah. um, it lands on a colour and you put your left or right hand on something. So it's the same idea of that. Like you spin a wheel, um, it's got 15 numbers on there and it will land on a number and on the screen, on the smart board or the TV screen in the classroom, you'll come up with what the little daily activity is that you'll do for that day. Um, and the idea behind the variety of that is that we're not, just not doing the same activity over each day but we're doing a different activity, but we're still practicing one of the five habits. So we're still practicing gratitude. One day it might be a um, just a simple writing it down on a piece of paper. 
or in a journal. The next day, it might land on another gratitude activity, but it's um, it could be dropped in the jar where we keep a gratitude jar in our classroom. We write it on a piece of paper, then put it in the jar. So very similar, but just slightly different ways to keep it interesting. Because I'll tell you why that happened, Dale. Was um, we did a research project with the University of South Australia or about three years ago, and it was just a small group of kids, um, and they had to do these this practice at home. So one of the practices that they did was write something they were grateful for every day for five weeks, and they just had to write in a journal. Now, 100% of the kids said they found it boring. Yep. So it's still a good activity, but, okay, well, how can you make it more interesting for the kids so they're not just bored with it? Because if it's a chore and they don't really want to do it, we're losing the the positive effect that's meant to have. So that's where the idea of the will came in after that. Okay, well, we want to, we want to make sure that the kids are practicing. Um, how can we make it fun? How can we make it engaging? How can we come up with a variety of activities? And off the back of that, that's where um, the wheel idea came in. So the idea is to explicitly teach what the, the five habits are through gratitude and empathy and kindness. And then after that, we want to continue on with the practice because – there's no point, um, or as you give that gave the example before about learning how to kick a soccer ball or a football, if we practice for a short amount of time and we don't keep practicing, we're not going to get any better. Exactly right, and yep. It's exactly the same with learning these skills of being um, or a resilient person because you notice that there's not anything about being a resilient person in those five habits, but by, doing, by practicing gratitude, by practicing empathy, by practicing kindness and positive reflection that's a result that we get by being a resilient person through those learning those skills yeah that's that's it that's really the end product isn't it if you can master all those and practice them every day that's exactly what you're going to do and the one thing i love about obviously spin the wheel is you've gamified it you've turned an activity that instead of just writing a journal making you've made made it randomized you made it fun you use the wheel and it gets engagement so um straight away i already love that idea mate i love the ideas you're going into the school programs for teachers parents anybody listening you go to the show notes at energetic.education um this is episode 110 um you'll see the link so you can contact ash you can book in you can see more about it because obviously everything is provided today is awesome and um i'm guarantee that it'll have huge benefits for not only teachers parents students the wider community everybody so go and check those out now ash i've got just a couple of questions before we finish up mate i know your time's precious if you could go back to 18 year old ash when you were trying to play for probably the adelaide crows what's one bit of advice that you've learnt over your journey now that you would love to be able to tell yourself as an 18 year old yeah i love this question because i know it straight away off the top of my head and this is going to sound harsh but it's true nobody cares so what I mean by that is, is that I just mentioned before, I had my dream set of playing Australian rules football. Yep. And around that 18 is the peak time where it could make it happen or not. And I um, was very close on the borderline and a few things didn't happen. And I felt, I, I took it as if it was like um, life or death sort of thing where I got really depressed about certain things that would happen. If I didn't have a good game, it would really affect me for the whole week and wasn't good to be around at home with my family. But as I got older, I realized that actually nobody cared yep. that I didn't make it. Nobody cared that I had a bad game. So I wish what I wish I learned now is that, okay, well, what's the point in whinging about it? Nobody cares. Everyone else has got their own issues to worry about. I needed to take ownership of that and do something about it. And that's what I've realized now that 
if if I go if I go um, or at the start of the school year, if if I go out to a school and they say, oh, we love your program, but we're actually going to do it internally and we're going to create something for ourselves in house. Well, I could be disappointed that the school's not going to take my program, but they don't care. You don't care. So okay, I can be disappointed, but let's move on quicker. Yeah. So I think I think that might sound harsh. And as teachers, like you might have had a bad day, but you might think people care, and yes, they will support you. But you can't do anything about it unless you take ownership of it and do it because it's it's true. It's something that I wish I learned what twenty years ago. <laughs> well, I th- I think the big thing with that is as well that. <laughs> Sorry, no, no one cares because everybody else has got their own problems. So, um, and as you said, I wish I'd known that too because too too often you think everybody's worried and looking and, and judging you, but nobody is because they're too busy doing the same thing about themselves. So that's great advice, mate. Did it? Is that something that you just learnt over time? Oh, absolutely, learn over time, and I think it's actually really hit home the last couple of years. Um, when, when yeah, things don't go your way, like it's it's really interesting, like. And I think that that came again, like just through education, just listening to podcasts and reading books, and coming to realise that, like when you hear actually people say it and actually explain why nobody cares, it sounds harsh. People do care, and people will try to help you. But what I'm trying to say is that nothing will change unless you take ownership and do it yourself. Yeah. So, diet, for example, like if you want to improve your diet, well, there's enough resources out there to know what to eat and what changes to make, but no one else can do it except you. Um, and, yeah, to do that, you've got to take ownership and take action yourself. And I think that's something that I've sort of had in the back of my mind, but it's just, I think, coming out in the last couple of years um, to be, yeah, really a focus. I like that, mate. And at the end of the day, it is only up to the individual, Ash. Nobody, there's that much information out there today. We're saturated, but unless you actually want to physically act on it, it's not going to help at all. So that's great advice. Now, final question before I let you go, mate. What does what does happiness look like to you, Ash? That's a good question. I think um, happiness is it's something that we, um, yeah, I think we all strive to have, but it, it's, it's, it's not always easy to, come across but I'll tell you when I'm at my happiest is when I'm I think uh, in, in the classroom and helping others so the best the best times that I have is if I'm going to a classroom to facilitate a lesson or running a PD like a bit anxious like I'm not so bad now but starting out um, okay, I really want to do well here today I'm putting pressure on myself I, I really want to do it but walking out afterwards knowing that you've delivered something to try to help people that's what brings me happiness and one of the key things I learned which I didn't really think of is that like happiness is like serving others and that's why one of the habits that is in the Growing with Gratitude program is service because it does lead to happiness and also gratitude like I think it's it's one of the most important things that just really winding it back and just appreciating what we do have and it doesn't mean that you don't go chasing what your dreams and what you want but while you're doing that just appreciate what you do have because the way I see it, like I've got big aspirations for what Growing With Gratitude is and a lot of other projects, but at the end of the day, if we've got food and shelter and I guess people around us, that's that's all we need to survive and everything else is a bonus. And so why we, while we've got that, why not just have a crack at giving your best shot? Um, and if it doesn't work out, there's going to be people around you that love you and you're always going to have shelter and food. So... Yeah, that, that's just what makes me me happy, just trying to help other people and just knowing 
just appreciating what we have. But I can tell you, it wasn't always like that. But no, just no. Through, through practicing um, these these habits, you realise that yeah, that's what real happiness is for me at the moment, for sure. Yeah, and I think one of the big things you obviously just mentioned there, and you can tell by obviously the passion in your voice, but you found your purpose. You found the thing that makes you happy. And, and that's not going and buying a Ferrari or a house on the beach. And don't get me wrong, that would be nice. But um, at the end of the day, doing something you love every day and making a difference, if you're listening and, and maybe you don't have that, then keep looking. Don't just settle because there is something out there like that for everybody. And you can just tell by, as you know, five years ago, he had an idea and he's turned it into this. And um, so the, the big things you can action today is stop think appreciate um the first of you did journal at the end of the day and i really agree with that on ash and, and the one that i really love is future awards and and really think towards the future celebrate your wins and go forth so ash thanks so much for your time today mate i know you're a busy man and it is our holiday period but uh i do really appreciate your time and and not only that the amazing work you're doing i know as i said i followed you on linkedin for probably a year and a half now um and i personally just want to thank you because i've learned so much from the work you're doing mate no, I appreciate that, Dale. I appreciate the kind words, and uh, thank you for having me on your your podcast. And yeah, the same. I um, I reckon, to be honest, like, I reckon I came across your work when I was actually still teaching, um, yeah, with with the app. So yeah, you, you certainly had a big impact on my life too. What what the love's been shared. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Ash.